What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. This is episode 456 of the show, and I'm happy you're here to join me today. Whether you're watching on video or you're listening to on audio, thank you for listening and taking the time out of your day to hopefully learn something from the show. It's always been my goal of the show to provide kind of clear, concise, actionable information that you can take and apply to your own fitness journeys uh, without too long of episodes. Um, guests I don't necessarily need to have on. I appreciate guests and hope to have some on in the near future, but I don't need to have anybody on that doesn't quite align with what I want to do here. And um, also, just want to give you guys things that you can actually use and take action on because I believe it's really the actions that make the difference in progress, not just hearing things and becoming a kind of a zombie to the different information that's thrown at you. Thank you guys as well for the support on the book. The Walking for Weight Loss book um, has exceeded my expectations and I really appreciate everyone that's picked it up. Gone to the site um, stoltzjordan.selfi.store. I realize that's kind of a challenging URL to just listen to and plug right into your computer or phone. So I'm working on getting that domain changed. Uh, but thank you guys for whoever picked it up and um, are giving feedback on it and asking questions on how to implement walking for weight loss as well. I think it's a great concept that will help a lot of people once you figure it out. And it's made a total difference for me. I think it's been one of the biggest things that's made a change in my own fitness journey is adding in that calorie burning um, side of things. So thank you for everybody for the support of the show. And that way, if you do want to support the show, you can go there and pick up that ebook. And it's uh, $7.99, pretty cheap, just to support the podcast. Another thing I wanted to plug before we begin today's show, which is all about cardio, is I am trying to post more video content. This has been something I've been saying I'm going to do for quite a while. Throughout the journey of the show, back in 2017, I was in Nebraska. I moved to Texas, kind of started slipping on the show a bit in Texas because of the move and work and everything, and then picked it back up here in North Dakota. And um, now that I have a home office, kind of a studio, so to say, I am doing video versions of these podcasts as well. Back in Texas, when I recorded the show, I would actually legitimately do the podcast because we had a roommate at home, um, an office you know, was full. I would legitimately record the podcast in the front seat of my car with a microphone you see here in the video plugged into my phone, and I would record directly into my phone and record podcasts with the AC off, which if you've been to Austin, Texas, you know, is quite miserable. I'd be done sweating by the end of it, but I didn't want to have that AC blowing into the microphone during the whole episode. So I'd go park in a park somewhere, record an episode, and then go home and upload it. And that was just kind of my little podcast studio. I've done it mobily for a while, and now that I have a home office and a studio, I'm implementing some video. So if you haven't checked out the video versions of these podcasts and you want to see my face, which I don't know why you would want to, but um, if you want to see my face while I podcast, you can go to the Stoltz Fit YouTube channel and watch the video versions of the podcast there. There's going to be more content as well put onto that channel and really going all in on the shorts and TikToks as well. So if you have TikTok or even use YouTube shorts, you can you go to either of those places. I'm Stoltz Fit on both of, on both of them. That's S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T, 
And that's where you can see some video content from me. The shorts are going to be clips from the podcast, little tips and training and nutrition that I have for you, and hopefully more helpful stuff in between episodes. So I wanted to, of course, as I always do in the podcast intros, give a little update on my own training, my own nutrition, and what I'm working on and dealing with. Um, you know, I don't want to curse anything here because this is if you're a new parent, uh, you know, or any parent, you know, this is kind of like talking about a no hitter in baseball, but the babies are sleeping really good. I'm going to say it. I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't, but the twins are sleeping pretty good for the most part. Even if they do stay up all night tonight because I cursed it overall, they're sleeping pretty good. We do have a three-year-old, well, he's almost three. And then we have these three-month-old babies. And this is about the mark where it starts not easier, but at least you're starting to get longer stretches of sleep. So you're not feeling like you're in some kind of communist torture um, regimen. So it is nice to be getting a little bit more sleep. It allows me to feel more rested. And because of that, focus on training and take it a little bit more seriously than I have been before this. I was kind of in maintenance roughly, and then I just didn't have an appetite because of losing sleep. So I decided to somewhat pursue a little bit of weight loss and a little cut. And now that the sleep is back on track and I feel like recovery isn't an issue, I am taking training a little bit more seriously. Implementing more conditioning in the morning, that's something I'm talking about today. And then also up the calories a bit, focusing on the training, making some gains, I guess you could say. I even bought two new pieces of equipment for the home gym, which maybe I'll do a review on, or I will film some video content on the home gym, which is right outside this door over here, um, just to my right on the home office. I bought a incline press slash flat press converging arm machine, uh, which is just something that I felt like getting. I wanted for a while, and... Um, to provide some variety in the home gym, I guess, and I have the space for a machine. You could get a lot from free weights, but I believe you can get even more from machines if you're able to add them in. I also got a seated row machine, which is like a chest-supported row. Um, That's a movement that is not really optimal in a home gym. You can get a lot of chest-supported rows in a gym with different machines and cables and everything, But in a home gym, there's not that great of options for it that actually provide a good stimulus for the back. So a back machine is something I've really wanted, and I'm happy to be getting this one. I hope. Hope I didn't get scammed. They should be here Friday or Saturday, and I should be able to set those up in in a couple hours and hopefully even use them next week. So I'll have to let you know how those go. Taking things more seriously, you know, sleep's all right, and... The conditioning I'm adding in in the morning is something I want to talk about in today's show because today's show is all about cardio recommendations. What cardio should you do for fat loss, weight loss, and just general overall health? That's the topic of today's show. Let's get started with another one. And before we get started today, now that we're in the main part of the show, I want to give you the fitness quote of the day, which today is the best way to never start over is to never quit to begin with. This is tricky, but giving up and starting over 
is probably the worst thing you can do for your health and fitness journey. Your health and fitness journey is all about momentum. Everything's about momentum, especially when you're trying to lose weight and gain muscle. When you're trying to change your body, it's all about the snowball. Can you get it rolling? It's hard to get it rolling. You got to push and push and push. Take some discipline, take some effort. Once it's rolling, things start really picking up steam and all of a sudden you're just like a snowball rolling down a mountain, picking up momentum and making huge gains and progress. If you choose to stop, you are stopping that momentum and making yourself have to start it all over again. So the worst thing you could do in your health and fitness journey is to cut off your momentum that you have going. Things like cheat days do this. Things like vacations can do this. Things like just feeling like taking a month off from the gym can do this. Changing programs too often can do this. And giving up, of course, can do it. So my advice today, based on this quote, is to not give up at all. Just keep going. Do the actions and you will have the momentum and the momentum will take you to where you want to be. Your focus should be the actions, not the result. So you're not trying to find the perfect way, changing everything all the time to get to an end result. You're trying to nail down the actions you know you have to do day in and day out to keep that momentum going. That consistency will get you there. So because it's really hard to begin, don't ever give up. That's powerful stuff. I want to talk today about cardio and conditioning. Cardio is something in our fitness space here that gets, it's, it has a bad message surrounding it, especially right now, I think. Cardio was all the rage back in the early days of fitness, 80s, 90s especially. Um, cardio machines and everything really taking off and people's workouts really revolved heavily around hamster wheel cardio, right? Like doing endless circuits, um, cardio on the treadmills, ellipticals, gazelle, thing like that, like little machines that started coming out around then. Um, after that, there was kind of this strength athlete, power lifter, bodybuilder movement that really demonized cardio and made it seem like cardio will make you lose your gains You'll lose muscle doing cardio. You don't have to lose, you don't have to use cardio to lose fat. Um, it kind of became a bad thing. And then lately, I'm starting to see the swing of the pendulum in the other direction where it is actually um, somewhat encouraged to do some cardio and more people are getting into it. Maybe it's just the people that I follow in the fitness space, but a lot of them are starting to get a bit older to where they don't necessarily only care about muscle gains and fat loss anymore, where it used to always be about like, how can I put on as much muscle as possible, look as good as possible for Instagram or this photo shoot or magazine or whatever. Now that they're 30, 40 years old, they realize health is very important, feeling good, performing well, that's all really important and cardio is a big piece of that. So that could definitely be a reason why I'm seeing this resurgence. I want to kind of clear up the air, give my own Stoltz Fit Recommendations, the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast, official recommendations on cardio today, um, and what I think everybody should be doing, no matter your goal. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, maintain, just be healthy, um, be really strong, whatever, these recommendations are going to stay the same. They're really not going to change very much, and then I'll cover some myths as well. Um, I wanted to make it clear, though, that when I start, that 
fat loss should come down to your diet. You should not be relying on cardio and intense activity to achieve your fat loss goals because that is just not a good way to go about things. If you focus really hard on activity to burn calories to lose fat, you're not going to sustain that. I see this all the time with, um, it's not a perfect example, but it is something I've seen with college athletes. When I've worked with college athletes, their energy expenditure is so high that they lose weight without even trying and they have to purposely try to keep weight on through the season because they're just moving so much, doing all of these workouts, playing games, their sport, you know, trying to eat enough is really a challenge. Then they graduate or get injured or stop playing and a lot of times they gain a lot of body fat and have a hard time losing it because they think the thing they need to do is just start running in the morning, you know, burning off that food. It's not the right way to go about things. Most of the time, you do need to adjust your diet to lose fat. Yes, you can implement things like walking, which is what I've talked about in the last few episodes, but there's a strategic way to do that. Otherwise, most of your fat loss efforts should come from calorie restriction. One, because it's somewhat, for the most part, until a point, easy to drop your calories instead of adding activity, right? Running an ex- running a mile in the morning is a lot more effort than just dropping your food 100 calories, especially if you haven't been tracking anything. It's a lot easier to control calorie intake as well. If you drink soda all day, just cutting out soda could cut your calories a lot without even having to add exercise. There's a lot of different reasons, but diet is king when it comes to fat loss. I also want to mention that no matter your goal, again, whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, maintenance, strength, CrossFit, whatever, weight training should be the cornerstone of your exercise regimen. You shouldn't have cardio be your main form of exercise. I believe that muscle is very important for longevity, for health, for metabolism, and for looking your best. Having muscle is very important. Having strength is very important. And it honestly is very time efficient because you only have to train two, three hours a week, you know, total. And you can split that up however you want. You could do four 30-minute sessions a week or two hour-long sessions a week and be stimulating your muscles enough to really make progress or at least maintain progress. It's a very time-efficient thing compared to having to do cardio every day to burn calories for a certain goal. So no matter your goal for your diet, your cornerstone is weight training. The diet is taking care of the fat loss and the muscle gain, really. The calorie deficit and surplus is mainly controlled by that. Then after that, you can add in cardio for the reason of feeling better, performing better, and health. So it's really a health and longevity and energy thing. I do it for health and longevity and then also for just better work capacity for playing, doing sports. Even my lifting is affected positively by cardio, all of those things. So what are my actual cardio recommendations? The first one is an active lifestyle outside of the gym. I think that um, a sedentary lifestyle is probably the most damaging thing you can do for your health. And just being more active, if I could make everybody more active in the world, in the country especially, I would. I think that'd be the biggest difference maker, even more than diet, for better health and better longevity. Because a sedentary lifestyle kills. So find a hobby that's active, you know, go for walks, 
track your steps, get 10,000 steps a day. Um, that should be a goal for everybody. I guess that's part of my cardio recommendation. 10,000 steps a day, mobility work, right? Maybe one or two times a day, get down and do 10 minutes of stretching, move around more, find something you like doing that's active. If you don't like doing anything that's active, do it anyways, because it's good if you go on a walk. So an active lifestyle outside of the gym is the general recommendation. Specifically, I want you to get 10,000 steps a day. Have an active hobby would be great. A little bit of mobility would be great. Not required. 10,000 steps. That's going to ensure you're being active enough to support a healthy lifestyle, good recovery, good cardio outside of the gym. And it should be fairly easy to get those 10,000 steps if you do actual cardio sessions, like I'll talk about, and then if you are active doing other things, right? I talked about last week, my walking pad while I work, I use that. I walk the dogs, play with the kid, um, do some outside chores and stuff in the afternoon. All of that takes effect and builds up to this 10,000 step level. I also have a recommendation of one to two, but most likely just one, Sprint session per week, high intensity. This is an anaerobic cardio session. It's different than just pounding away in the treadmill for an hour. This is probably, I've had to pick my perfect interval, 10 seconds of work for 50 seconds of rest for a complete minute. And you're going to do that, you know, anywhere from uh, seven to 10 times with a couple warm up sets as well. So this is a 12, 15 minute session probably max. And it's not going to go much longer than that. If you wanted to add a little bit of walking at the beginning and end as well, you could probably get it to 20 minutes, but it's going to be a sprint session focused on essentially interval training, heart rate and breathing, getting crazy, dipping back down and kind of controlling that process of intervals. So this could be done in a few different ways. This doesn't have to be sprinting. In fact, I don't really recommend sprinting for very many people unless you're used to sprinting. You could run up a hill, you could push a sled, you could do battle ropes, you could jump rope, you could box, you could um, swing a kettlebell. All of those are great options for sprint sessions, high intensity intervals. Um, sprinting should probably be your last option. That's what I personally like to do. I like to use the rowing machine or uh, actual sprinting. Find something you like. Um, so you have 10,000 steps, one sprint session, and then two times per week, you're going to do some kind of moderate intensity cardio for about 30 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes is my general recommendation. 30, much better than 20, I think, especially because it's only two times a week. That's only an hour for your whole week. Um, if you want to do 20 minutes, maybe do three different sessions in the week just to get up to that hour mark. These are going to look like your basic cardio machines, right? It's going to be a slow jog. It's going to be the elliptical. It's going to be a spin bike just going for 20 minutes. It's not going to be too intense. This is like talk test type of activity where you could be doing it. Someone could come up and ask you for something. And you could look over and start talking to them about it while you continue your activity. The other day, I used the rowing machine for 30 minutes, um, which definitely made me sweat, but it wasn't like brutal laying on the floor in a puddle of sweat puking kind of thing. It was just hard work for about 30 minutes. Um, today I walked on an inclined treadmill with a weight vest for 30 minutes. That was my cardio. Same kind of thing. Pretty sweaty, 
heart beating moderately fast, but nothing crazy. I could have easily talked. I was checking emails and stuff on my phone while I did it. You could do, actually, this is a great hack to do it. If you get bored on cardio machines, instead of doing a rower for 30 minutes, there's nothing wrong if you go to a gym with rotating implements because you're not trying to get better at that one specific implement. You're just trying to um, you know, get the heart rate up for a certain amount of time, essentially, is all you're doing. So you could definitely just do five minutes on the rower, five minutes on the incline treadmill, five minutes on a stair stepper, and repeat that cycle one more time. So that's 15 minutes all the way through, repeat one more time, you get two sets on everything, essentially, of five minutes per machine, and you don't get bored of one thing or really tired in one muscle group. Like if you ride a spin bike for 30 minutes, your quads are going to be on fire. Um, if you do a little bit of the rower, you're going to have a break on your quads. You're going to have, you know, a few different cardio options to implement there. That's a great hack. If you get bored of cardio, which I definitely do, it's something I'm, I'm going to be doing. Um, so I'm going to also cover today some cardio myths. Because, like I said, it's a very misunderstood thing in the health and fitness industry. And it's gone through so many different changes and pendulum swings over time for some reason. The first one is that cardio will make you lose muscle. This is absolutely not true as long as your diet's in check. It is absolutely true if your diet's not controlled. So if you are trying to lose weight um, and you are eating 1800 calories and all of a sudden you add in a bunch of cardio your energy balance is going to be all twisted up where you're going to be burning way more than what you previously were and your deficit is going to be that much bigger you might have been in a 300 calorie deficit but now with the added cardio it's a 600 calorie deficit which could definitely cause you to lose muscle so if you're not adding that food back in yes it could cause you to lose muscle um, so my recommendation is if you're moving more you should be eating more which is why I really like adding cardio and steps in because you're able to eat more on your diet. If It's hard to estimate how many calories you're necessarily burning, but you just got to watch what's happening on the scale each week. That's where something like a coach can really come into play as well. Cardio impedes recovery and training. That's another thing I hear quite often um, that you can't add too much cardio, especially sprint and interval training because it'll hurt your weight training and affect your recovery from that. And then you'll lose muscle that way. I find this actually the opposite to be more true, um, that doing more cardio, once you adapt to the cardio activity, meaning you might have a shock the first two weeks where, yeah, you are gonna be a little bit more tired because you're not used to riding the bike and then your legs are gonna be a little bit more sore than normal. That might impede recovery, but when you're used to it, you're going to have a much better work capacity, much better endurance. Your heart rate's going to be more controlled. Your breathing's going to be more controlled. And you'll actually train better and recover better because you're able to um, control those different cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory systems. You can also just build work capacity to train better and uh, do more work in the gym and be more effective in the gym. And then also just moving is... You know, the best recovery tool there is really movement is medicine type of thing, right? If you have really sore legs laying on the couch with your legs up, isn't going to help as much as going for a slow walk. 
the walk is going to start moving some blood through the legs. You're going to be a lot less sore when you get back. And that is going to help immensely. In fact, I really got sore for my first sprint session when I added this conditioning back in in the mornings. And I'm doing something every day. Um, I'm following these guidelines, just doing two sprint sessions, two moderate sessions, and then the rest is kind of low. I'm just getting some steps in. That's how I'm structuring it. And then the first sprint session I did, I actually did sprints. I did 40, 40 yard sprints and was so sore in the hamstrings and calves. I thought I wasn't even going to be able to train the legs that week. But two days later, because I had been getting my steps in, going on walks, doing the other cardio sessions, pushing through some of that, just moving, kind of flushed it out. And I wasn't even sore anymore. So it can actually help with soreness and recovery. So to recap, I do recommend cardio in other phases besides weight loss as well. No matter your phase, you should be doing the outline that I mentioned today. Um, It can help with weight loss, but that's not necessarily the goal. The goal should be uh, recovery, longevity, health, and better energy. I don't like focusing it all on the fat loss efforts, although it can definitely help. And I just did two podcast episodes about how it can help. Um, The concept is important and true, but also that shouldn't be the focus and driver behind the activity, if that makes sense. Personally, I'm in a muscle gain phase right now in a calorie surplus, and uh, I'm still doing cardio six days a week. So I want to just review really quickly how I'm structuring my own cardio so you guys can uh, kind of maybe follow suit or structure your own plan. I do it in the morning because the babies wake us up early anyways. They eat and kind of go back to sleep, so I have some time to myself. It kind of sets a tone for the day. And honestly, it's the best time for me to do it because if I do it, try to do it any other time of the day, I'm probably going to skip it most of the time. It's going to be hard to schedule in. I'm going to get sweaty in the middle of the day. I'm not going to want that. Uh, so it's just a really handy time to do it right in the morning. And each session is only about 30 minutes, so it's not like I'm doing anything crazy long. Um, how I do it is I will sprint one day with longer sprints, one day with shorter sprints, and that will be on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, my short sprint day is, and this is for me, remember, not a recommendation for you. You got to scale it back to your own abilities. I do 40, 40 yard sprints, a 40 by 40 on Monday and then, or excuse me, on Thursday. And then on Mondays I do longer sprints. I do 16, 12 to 16, 110 yard sprints. So I do a little bit more sprints than my recommendation of the um, 10 seconds work, 50 seconds rest, repeated seven to 10 times. I boost that up a little bit, but I, I kind of just do it a little more complicated way and my ability is there to keep doing it that way. So I scaled it up. You should scale it down if you can't hardly sprint. Maybe do only three. You know, you guys got to scale it to your abilities. The other days, I'll just pick intuitively a cardio implement that I have. Um, I've kind of collected some different things for free on Marketplace and all that over time. And you'll just pick and choose one that sounds good and do it for about 30 minutes to get the heart rate up. Incline treadmill walk with the weight vest, rowing machine, boxing, jump rope, um, elliptical, spin bike. Those are all options or mixing them up and doing, you know, five, 10 minutes on each one for a couple um, different rounds. That's how I structure my own cardio. 
It is something I am serious about wanting to implement in my own plan. I'm hoping that I stick with it, and I'm hoping you do too if you're implementing it in your own plan. Remember, momentum is everything. Like I said in the quote, it's going to be hard to get started. If you're not used to doing cardio in the morning, it's going to be really tough to do it and to want to do it. But once you get going with it, the best thing to do is not stop and just keep that momentum going. Make it just part of your day that's a non-negotiable. That is going to be how you get to your goals and add this really healthy habit into your life. Cardio is misunderstood, but very important. And hopefully today helped clear things up for you guys. If you like today's show, go follow the video versions of these podcasts and fitness content. Stoltz Fit on TikTok, Stoltz Fit on YouTube. And of course, like and share this podcast. If you want to support the show, you can pick up the Walking for Weight Loss ebook at stoltzjordan.stellify.store. Thank you for joining me for another show, and I'll talk to you guys later.